And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects to Pros, presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. I always want to say NC2A, but I will refrain from doing that. I am your host, Nate Tice. Uh, today, going to be talking about a couple of real fun matchups this weekend, if not more, because why I say if not more is I know my co-host will have a plethora of information to share on these prospects and plenty of stuff that you want to take away from. That co-host is, as always, my man, Dane Brugler. How you doing today, Dane? I'm good. I'm good. It's my daughter's seventh birthday, so we got a lot okay. of stuff uh, planned with that. Um, and, you know, I, last week we talked about... Um, you know, introducing our kids to our favorite movies and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I got a lot of cool messages this week of, oh, you know, we introduced our son to this or, you know, and, and so, you know, it was, th- that was really cool to get all those messages. Um, you know, Little Giants, Sandlot, Sandlot. Mighty Ducks, okay. uh, Rookie of the Year, got a little big league reference, which is awesome because I, I loved that movie for like a year uh, when I was nine <laughs> years old. Uh, but yeah, Takes that was my Minnesota. childhood. But what about you? Is, is there a, like a definite number one? At the top of your list, uh, you know, you know, one sports movie or movie in general that you just can't wait to introduce to your little guy. Uh, it's got to be Sandlot. Yeah. I, I think Sand Sandlot baseball was my first love. Sandlot was one of the movies I fell in love with when I was young. I still it's still entertaining to this day. I, I think of sports movies that, and maybe when he gets a little older, Waterboy oh. uh, might be one, and ba- basketball maybe a little oh, yeah, older sure. than that. So uh, some of those co- late '90s uh, sports comedies. I'm trying to really think. You know, The Happy Gilmore, of course. Oh, uh, so I, I like, yeah. yeah, even Major League. I, I was going to say Major, Major League, League like, like the TNT version, maybe like oh, you're when a Cleveland you know, guy. Like so six, seven years old sense. around there. Like that, that that would work. <laughs> That's how I got introduced to it. Was a lot of TBS showings oh, of sure. Major League right around. It was always around. Uh, um, World Series when they're like showing it and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, we got to show the, the PG PG thirteen version of Major League. Love love that movie. So oh yeah, call. no, no doubt. No, I mean Happy Happy Gilmore. That might be. It's got to be in the running for best PG thirteen comedy of all time. I mean, it's it's, it, it, it's got to be up there. So it's it, it still holds up too. Uh, it you does. Know, it's, how old is it? It's almost thirty years old. It's twenty five years old, and it still holds up. It's still a classic. Yeah, 95, I think 94, 95, 96, somewhere around 96, that 96, I think, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you know, even Waterboy holds up. My uh, uh, The big show, Paul White, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. Captain Insano, yeah. he's oh, in yeah. AEW right now, and they released a t-shirt that said, a Captain Insano t-shirt oh that I will wear around the house. I'll wear it one day on the show. I think I've worn it once. So <laughs> I'll make yeah. sure make sure to throw that one in there. But that's that was during Adam Sandler's like hot hot run. That, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta hear all those. And that was a perfect. Uh, that was I was twelve years old. That was like that was made for me at that time. You know, like that right in that that range. So yeah, I'm with you. 
That that's also too what you can tell Adam Sandler is a huge sports fan, and obviously he plays like oh, yeah. basketball all the time. But you can tell he like legit no. It's like Bill Burr is the same way. But like Adam Sandler, you can tell legit loves sports because all of his sports movies have like some of the technicalities correct. Like mm-hmm. Waterboy has some like real quote unquote football things like correct. Like how they like send guys in motion. I've always <laughs> noticed that. Uh Varsity Blues is the same way. Like Varsity Blues, like yeah. low key has a lot of the technicalities of football correct. Like the running back is doing like counter footwork and stuff like that. And I've always oh. just really appreciated those And there's so many and, times. Uh, uh, the oop-de-oop uh, offense, of course. <laughs> right, right. And there's so many times where, you know, it's uh, – uh, you're watching a sports movie and it's like it's first down then all of a sudden it's fourth down it's like the continuity is off so many and you yeah. can tell it's not a sports guy or you know, the editing was in oh the audience won't notice oh yeah we notice like it, it, <laughs> they need a sports consultant so uh that, that that that's a big pet peeve for me when watching sports movies yeah so yeah talk about we gotta i'm trying to work on my robert transitions here but so talk about seeing stuff in person but dane you you, that was pretty good i'm actually pretty proud of that one (laughs) Uh, so dane this weekend you went and checked out a now big 10 matchup which will always be strange to me but a great a pretty pretty interesting big 10 matchup for most of the game and that was the maryland terps against the ohio state buckeyes uh, what this is a great opportunity to do a little probably just fun going to a great college football game, but also just in person scouting. And of course, Ohio State has a couple notable guys, and you know Maryland maybe does too. So mm-hmm. going to like going to scout a game in person, like what are the things that you kind of look for? What are the things that are your you know tips, your tricks, or anything that you just kind of learn? Maybe just doing it over the years. What benefits do you do you get out of seeing uh, some of these guys in person? And just like overall thoughts of an in person scouting day. Yeah, and I'm really eager to get your take on this as well. But um, yeah, I was in Columbus on Saturday. Um, I, I used to travel a, a lot more than I do now. But truth is, I just get so much more done from my office and, and having access to tape and all that. Yeah. But it's so beneficial being at the game, seeing these guys up close. Um, I, I've been to games where I learned way more about the players uh, like during warmups than I right. did the four quarters of the game. So studying the body types, uh, the way they move during drills, the way they interact with their teammates. It's incredibly telling and helpful uh, being able to talk to people on the sidelines, getting that, uh, you know, picking up little tidbits that way. Again, these are all puzzle pieces and scouting. That's what scouting is, finding all the puzzle pieces to construct a clear picture and live scouting certainly helps that way. So, um, and I, I can already you know, feel some of the listeners rolling their their eyes at that, but it's absolutely true. It's yeah. I have talked to scouts before that they're at the stadium two hours before on the field and they leave at halftime because they got what they needed. And a lot right. of that was before the kickoff even happened. So um this trip specifically, I mean Ohio State's obviously always a possible destination for me because the roster is loaded. Um, just geographically, it's easy for me. Uh, but it, it's there's always pros on that team, and especially this year because I wanted to see Marvin Harrison up close. Right. And I mean, even with my sky high expectations, he surpassed him. I mean, this guy is, uh, and I don't think I learned anything new necessarily but it's just the confirmation of what we see on tape being wowed by a player of that level um it's his body dexterity it's the controlled fluidity with how he moves uh it's just rare for a guy that's 6'3 uh 210 pounds you have all that plus the speed the tracking skills the route running 
uh, it was all on display in this game. And it was kind of a strange game because Ohio State was, they struggled bad in that first half. I think they had maybe one third down conversion. Uh, the run blocking was bad. They couldn't get pressure with four. Ameka Ibuka, clearly not 100%. So you could, uh, you know, feel in that first quarter that Cal McCord, uh, you know, he was just, he was struggling. But once we got into the second half, it was kind of yeah. like, all right, screw it. If Harrison single covered, I'm going to throw it and trust 18 is going to make a play. It's pretty much what happened uh, the rest of the second half. So, yeah, Marvin Harrison absolutely lived up to it, if not exceeded those expectations. That's that's what's fun. Is It's also just like worth the price of admission or worth the time because some of these star players are just so cool to watch. And again, you get that. Yeah. I've always encouraged just in general. I, I Not encouraged, but I wish everybody could just watch one NFL kickoff on the field. <laughs> So you can actually see his speed, oh, yeah. <laughs> see how hard it's, these guys hit. It's different. Well, I mean, it's different. And but same when you see a true, true not only just NFL type body, NFL type player skill set, but also like a star or potential star level. And Harrison has that high baseline. So we were texting. It was funny. I was watching that game because Maryland was keeping it close. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep an eye on this. And and Harrison had he had a, a run down the pipe or a, a pass catch down the pipe. And then right after it, he had like a wheel route where he, it was like a little fake bubble and go. And yeah. he kind of softens his body to kind of catch this whole shot. And his hand eye is so, like, just so good. He was floating, by the way, on he, that play. Yeah. yeah. That, and that was we, that was right when we started texting each other because I tweeted yeah. it and you're like, hey, I'm at the game. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I was like, hey, look at this. Because you, I think you said something like, Harrison moves different. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Catches this whole shot. And then plants rather than just going out of bounds getting like the six seven yard gain he plants his foot somehow and jukes off that one foot like to cut back inside and get like another like seven eight yards it was just outstanding at and he's six, three, six four and he's playing on a, a gimp ankle <laughs> you know like he's uh two weeks ago against notre dame injured that ankle and you know wasn't sure what exactly he was going to look like in this game but uh, no, he he is a different type of player, different type of athlete. It's just it is fun to see that in person up close. Yeah, and I, I liked what you were saying too. Is about the in person scouting is the uh, I always think the the practice stuff is very real about like how mm-hmm. they handle drills, yeah. and I think that's such a a. It sounds again we've talked about this, but it sounds corny, but it, it is. The NFL is such a grind. You want guys that are like living this stuff. That you want the guys that are just going, hey, I'm banged up. You know, it's week 12. You know, we just lost four straight and I'm still practicing, still going, watching tape. You want guys that love football. So like, that's kind of like you're saying that some of those little intangible things, is it, I know like draft day kind of made it into a meme. Is it no one coming to the birthday party? Is it the guy scoring? And everyone just kind of goes like, okay, yeah, good for you. And walks away. Like yeah. there, like that is like a real thing and you can kind of feel it. And sometimes you just don't want to read too much in between the lines. But when you start, like you said, it's puzzle pieces. They can start piecing together on some of these things. It's, it's always just very interesting what you can kind of take out practices and pregame stuff like you're talking about. Any, um, any other Ohio State or Maryland players that stood out to you, especially in person or just in general that I know we've talked about some Ohio State def- uh, defensive players and offensive guard, but anyone else that maybe stood out in person or just any, any Maryland players? I, I don't, I'm not sure if we've talked about many uh, so far this year. Yeah, and I don't think they have many high-end guys, but the safeties <laughs> in this game, Maybe I, I thought were, yeah. Uh, the safeties <laughs> in this game were really good. Uh, Josh Proctor, number 41, yeah. who is such an interesting story. He was a highly recruited kid out of Oklahoma um, in the 2018 class, I believe, because this is okay. his sixth year. Um, Ohio State beat out Oklahoma to get him, which doesn't happen often for a guy that grew up you know, going to Sooners games. 
but you know, he goes to Ohio State, and he, when he sees the field, you could tell, okay, this guy's good, but he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, had a, a broke his leg uh, two years ago. Last year, just didn't look right as he kind of worked his way back. This year, decides to come back for a sixth season. He's not promised a starting spot, but he competes and he goes out there and he has been arguably the MVP of this defense through the first four or five games. Uh, it's just a matter of can he stay healthy because this guy yeah. is 6'2", 205, really long, huge wingspan. He's a bigger wingspan than Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and the speed <laughs> is... Which, you know, which... You yeah, know, that, normal that, yeah. for a safety. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the speed just pops off. It, it, well, and just yeah. watching it in person, he was one of the fastest players I saw on the field. Uh, both versus the run and versus the pass. Had a pick six, which was huge because it got Ohio State on the on the board uh, when they were just mm-hmm. kind of sputtering. Looked like uh, I think that was that after the fake punt that was just did not happen. Was not a good play, or maybe the next drive. But uh, Maryland, you know, they they got the ball, they got the lead, and it's looking yeah. like they might go up by. Uh, couple possessions and uh that so that pick six was huge and but he had several other splash plays uh in that game so the safeties lathan ransom uh, the other ohio state safety had a interception in the game he was he had a good game as well then for maryland uh bo braid the the safety uh he had a couple big passes defense i think he led the team with uh eight or nine tackles he was all over the place uh, Trader, the other safety, he's an underclassman, but another good player. So, yeah, this is a all all four safeties hit the, in that game. I think are NFL guys. So it was good to see those guys up close. Uh, maybe why everything felt like it had a lid on it all day. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but I mean, these these two schools are just popping out DBs every year. They are. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, probably recruiting the same exact areas. There's something about that area of the country mm-hmm. and getting DBs. But, but uh, as as you're talking about a guy from Oklahoma, so that's pretty funny to say that. Uh, but no, that that game was yeah very entertaining. There's some you know got a little. Drake May fireworks as well with this past weekend. That was that was my in person scouting for the weekend. I was watching <laughs> watching nice. that on TV and seeing all those throws. I was like, oh, okay, that was an easy one. Uh, but next, uh, so coming up though, we finally. What's really nice now that we got October, we got conference games happening. Guys, start seeing some teams rising, following, see who's actually ranked, which really helps to kind of narrow your focus on. Oh, I should pay attention to this game. And speaking of that, there's a great Pac-12 matchup and another Pac-12, uh, another game featuring a Pac-12 team. But we're going to start with Oregon-Washington, Battle of the Pacific Northwest. This is a border war, great rivalry, great teams. I believe they are ranked eight and seven. Uh, so this is going to be a fantastic game. Oregon-Washington, where do you want to start? Uh, do you want to start with <laughs> That's a good wa- question. Like Washington's weapons? Like, do you want to start with the receiver group? Because I, they're that's really, really fun receiver group. So maybe you want to start with the uh, the Washington weapons to start. Yeah, and I, I think it's fascinating that you look at some the several key positions uh, on the football field. Both these teams are really good in those areas. So you look at yeah. edge rusher; they're both pretty good. Uh, offensive tackle; they're both really good. Uh, wide receiver, both really good. And then, of course, quarterback. Um, so uh, it, it's just interesting how that works out. But yeah, let's start with receiver. Um, I, I think that, and just keeping with the Ohio State theme, uh, top receiver in college football, it's easy. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. The best duo, like which program has the best duo uh, mm-hmm. of receivers, that gets a little tougher because then, you know, you, other, you know, you could Texas, LSU, a couple of the teams you could mention in there. Um, I, I might still give it to Ohio State with Harrison and, and Nick Buka, but the best trio of receivers. Oh, yeah. 
this is where I think Washington, uh, they, they, t- they take it. Uh, with uh, Odunze, uh, Jalen McMillan, and then Jalen Polk, these guys, these three are awesome. Um, I mean, we've talked about him before, Odunze especially. He's in that first-round mix, trying to compete for wide receiver two, wide receiver three. He leads the Pac-12 in receiving yards. Um, you love the size speed. Um, you know, he's a Las Vegas guy, uh, yeah. Bishop, Bishop Gorman. Uh, you know, he's uh, – but I think my favorite stat with him – of all of his catches, 87 and a half have gone for first down or touchdown. That's a ridiculous number. Uh, when, really? That's, I mean, that's really, awesome. Yeah, I think you look for probably anything above 70% is pretty good, uh, is above average. and He's almost at 90%. So this guy makes plays downfield, uh, moves the chains, uh, scores touchdowns, obviously. And then McMillan, he's been banged up, but it sounds like he'll be back for this game. Um, I think he's works mostly out of the slot, probably their best route runner, probably their best yak guy. Um, and then Jalen Polk, I, he's, he gets mentioned third of the group often, but he would be a starter wide receiver one for a lot of other teams. Yeah, no, he's (laughs) crafty, uh, doesn't drop the football. So all three of these receivers, uh, are impact guys, legit NFL prospects. Um, and you know, I think you could, for me, a is the top guy, but that's not like a consensus thing that, that 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 all three of these guys are good enough that it's going to at least make it a conversation do you you look at all three as at least day two guys at the worst or do you look at you know poke, poke is maybe, yeah poke yeah. poke maybe like that i kind of ended up with like a third roundish grade on him yeah which i kind of was yeah which kind of speaks to what these guys mcmillan i i liked a lot more um Go. I, I know he's been banged up, but just seeing him this year, especially that first game or early, it wasn't first game. It might have been against Boise State, but yep. what the Boise State game was. Uh, has a little Christian Kirk to his game. You know, kind of that slot can go vertical, kind of a smooth mm-hmm. athlete, maybe not an overwhelming athlete, smooth route runner type. Uh, that's kind of like kind of his path I see. But Odunze is, I love him. Yeah. I love Odunze. I efficient route runner, uh, strength, physicality can win at the catch point. He does everything well. He's just a well-rounded player. He's or good, I should say. His mm-hmm. baseline's just so high. He understands spaces against zone. He's a smart player. They have him returning punts against Cal. He took one to the house. Yep. Um, yeah, good hands, efficient mover, good route runner. I, I really, really liked him. I I was kind of a early second, maybe late first on him to start the year. Yeah, I firm first round grade for him for yep. me. I, I think he's a top twenty pick. I, mm-hmm. I really, really like him. Yep. I, I just I think his baseline's so high. But I was it was really fun when I watched two games uh, prepping for the show and I was just like blown away by these receivers because it's just different guys making play, but I was really blown away by Dunze. So that that got me excited. Yeah. We've talked about we've talked about Penix before, but before we get into him, is there anyone else on Washington's offense um that you want to talk about as well? Uh anyone else that uh, might be as a pro prospect? Um, well, I, we can talk about the tackles, but let's talk about, let's just keep with the passing game, um, and, and go to Penix now. Um, but cause it, okay. I'm with you on these receivers cause Odunze, I think he was 45 in my preseason top 50, but I mean, he's impressed me so much. The size, the speed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll when he, his measurables, he's going to come in two fifty between somewhere between two fifteen and two twenty. Like yeah. he is well put together and uh, he's gonna run really well. In uh in high school he uh ran a ten six in hundred meters. And he set the school record for in the two hundred meters. So I mean he is a guy that has speed as well. Um but yeah with Penix, you know, he is a guy that um I benefits quite a bit 
from these receivers. You know, we've talked yes. about it before. Um, I think that, you know, he's he's a really good player because of the way he fearlessly attacks the field, uses every inch of the field. Um, you know, he is there's not a throw out there that he's afraid to make. Uh he leads the FBS in passing yards per game with that almost right at 400, uh, but that sets up by a wide margin. Uh, second in passing touchdowns per game, um, just over three. Um, but I think he does benefit. Current Heisman uh, favorite right now. Favorite. I, I, if it's not Caleb, then I think it's, you know, it, it's got to be Michael Penix. Yeah. I mean, Penix is at the top. No question. Um, does he benefit from a strong offensive line? Yeah. He's been, and I actually tweeted this today, but it's amazing the number of times these quarterbacks have been pressured. It's uh, Bo Nix. He's been pressured the least 15 times this year. 15 times. That's, <laughs> that's it? Just, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's uh, Penix is third, the third fewest, with uh, okay. 33. And then Shadur Sanders is last at 114. <laughs> it's just a wide, wide disparity between these guys. Uh, the number of times they've been pressured that's this funny. year. It's just, I mean, 15 is just blows my mind. And part of that is... Uh, you know, Bo Nix gets a ball out quick. Uh, you know, the yeah. offensive line's been great, but I think it just, yeah, there, there's a lot of context involved with that. But uh, with, with Penix, you know, I, I think keeps coming back to, and, and Penix might be able to help himself more than anybody else in this uh, this game yeah. because the you know, with him, we've talked about it before. He's he's accurate by college standards, but maybe not so much by NFL standards because his receivers are often rescuing throws. The placement needs; to, they just need to be more precise, um, and the anticipation. I can pull up clips where you see a little bit of that anticipation, but then a lot of other clips where he has to wait for the guy to come open before he's letting loose. And so, you love some of the deep shots that he takes, um, plenty of positive throws, but the consistency level is not quite there. Uh, I mean, Twitter tells me he's a top ten pick. He's not a top ten pick. Um, <laughs> I. I, I, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. Now, obviously, that could change. We're still, you know, we're not even mid-October yet. Things can change. But for what we know right now, plus you factor in age and his durability and your your the health, the medicals, all that, it, I, I just, he's not quite there on that first-round level yet. So, um, and I don't know that he's ever going to get there, but I don't know. What, what did you see with Penix? Are you more with me? Are you push back a little bit? What, what do you think with him? No, I, I'm right there with you. I, okay. I still think of him as more of like a fourth rounder, yes. like a, a maybe a late third, uh, mm -hmm. but right around there. And I remain unchanged. Again, I love I love the gunslinger. I love pushing the ball all over the yard. I love those types of quarterbacks. But he does have arm strength. Why he, you'll see him spray balls and why you see him, we've talked about this, his base ends up so Football. wide. Yeah, yeah is because he feels late because he is late. So he waits for the guy, like you're saying, he waits for guys to come open and then he guns it in there, which again, in college, you can get away with that. But that is when people talk about college windows and NFL windows, it is so hard, especially someone that has this many reps already to right. just speed it up. Because if you had it already, you would do it. And so that's where I struggle with him. But he does have a strong arm. You love the willingness. His eyes typically go to the right spot. It's just that the anticipation just isn't there. Um, and like you said, the medicals and everything. But I'm, I'm right there with you. I may not change. like watching him. But as a prospect, it's a way different story. And I well, just think other, other guys are just more – have kind of just more interesting traits right. and a little better feel for the uh, other sort of nuances of the position. Right. Well – Let's um, let's stick with quarterback then. What did you think of yeah. uh, in comparison? What did you think of Bo Nix? Um, kind of a little bit higher, but 
but yeah. like still more like a day two guy, like a yes. third round type. Um, yes, he he's improved so much since Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. It's that, that both of these guys really Penix coming from Indiana as well. Um, but it's, I, I think he, he's fun. There's a difference between fun and good. Mm-hmm. And he, he's fun. He can make some plays out of structure. He's, Got better in structure, but you could still see some footwork stuff with him. They're a little chattery. He'll end up bail- like drifting back in the pocket, and that's always a little scary for me. It's gotten a little better as the seasons yes. go along, gotten along, but I, you know, that's what I want to keep an eye on more than anything. Um, I do once in a while he'll rip some throws. It's like holy crap! He'll layer some throw-ins over the middle, which I do love. He'll push the ball. It's just it's. It could be all over the place with him. He is what he is a classic streaky quarterback, like and, and kind of a, has some gamer to him. But I look at him as like a high end backup, maybe spot starter type. At the, that's kind of just where I'm at with him. I just can't, you know, really plant my flag with him or really just like really buy in all the way with him. But he does do some nice things and he has improved. So what do you, I know we've talked about Nick's before, but uh, have anything changed for you so far this year with him? No, not yet. Just because it's uh, they haven't played anybody, you know. Like it's right. uh, we're st- like I, I mentioned that before. He's been pressured only fifteen times, and I, there's just a basic nature to this offense where I just he isn't asked to do too much. Yeah. Um. But I I do think he has tools to be an NFL starter. I, I like his athleticism. I like his second reaction skills. Yeah. Um, I think when he's in rhythm, he's accurate. Um. I I think there's especially over the middle of the field. I think that's where he's really good. Um, I, I think that there's a lot to like about, uh, how he, I mean, he's taken better care of the ball. And, and there were questions about with the new offensive coordinator, new play caller, what is that going to look like? But yeah, I mean, Bo Nix, I thought, ha- I think has, he came in as the top co- senior quarterback. Um, I, Jane Daniels at LSU, maybe pushing for that. Uh, yeah. I think I have been really impressed with, with Daniels so far this year, but, uh, this will be a big game for Nix in terms of how scouts view him. Um, and you know, ultimately where he ends up with uh, the draft projection because he's going to be on the road. It's not yeah. the easiest place to play. Uh, obviously, you know Washington's going to put up points. And so for Oregon, you know you have to put up points. And that urgency to do so, is that going to speed him up? Is that going to rush him into making mistakes? So very eager to see how both these quarterbacks, uh, how, how they play in this one. Yeah, Nick's, put it this way for me. Nick's, I was not really sold on going to the year. I was like, oh, yeah, he's gotten better. He has done nothing but help his stock for me personally, but I still like you are. I'm not like I can't commit yet because I want to just see it consistent, yeah. and because you still see some of the bad flashes come up. But I do think he has done some nice things this year. Who has yeah. really stood out? Obviously, box score box score wise is his top receiver, Troy Franklin. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, I think he's done some really nice things so far. Uh, just a, uh, he is right up my alley. Long twitchy field stretcher. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, right, right in line with him. But what do you think of Franklin so far? I'm not. I don't think we've had discussion on him uh, uh, yet. I'm not even sure what your grade is on Franklin. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. He's, uh, I mean, probably more day two. But yeah. I mean, he's yep. a guy that can push for. I mean, almost like you know the Christian Watson mold of a player, yep. where uh, you know you love the. He's tall. He's long. He's fast. He's what he, I wanted Alec Pierce to be. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, it, well, maybe still could be, you know. You know, uh, but I do think that there are natural receiving traits, you know, with uh, with Franklin yeah. because 
I, I, I was surprised. He's, he's, actually, he's pretty strong attacking the football. Um, he does have some instincts after the catch, so he's not just a you know go up and get it possession guy. I mean, he can do something uh, after the after the catch with the ball in his hands. So yeah, he he ranks second in the in the Pac-12 in receiving yards per game, behind only Odunze. And if you're gonna if you're gonna rank the top four receivers in this game, I, it, it's tough. I mean, I, yes. I, I think you know you could make a case, a couple different cases. I think you know I'm going a Dunzier one. I, I think we agree on that one. I think I'm going Franklin two, and then um, you know it's a toss up between McMillan and Polk, I, who I both I, I like them both very in very similar ranges. But yeah. I think I'm going Franklin two. I think so too. Okay. I, I, I he's an X. And mm-hmm. these guys, and man, compared to last year, I, he's upgraded his route running, I thought. Some of the underneath yeah. stuff was a lot better. It's not great. You know, he's not like the most nuanced route runner. There's some some details he's missing on stuff, but way better. And also, like you're talking about, he has some physicality. He's a willing blocker. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's a lot to like. I'm uh, He was a very pleasant surprise for me. I mean, I liked him, but I really like him now, especially what he's shown this year. And there's production to boot with it, which is always nice, too. It's not just traits, traits, traits. Um, but, uh, right. yeah. Any, any uh, defensive players in this matchup that uh, you're checking out? I know Trice for Washington, I, I liked as kind of like a run first. I've kind of cooled on him a little bit, but I still like him as maybe like a second round, third round type, or at least third round type. Anyone else in this game that you're you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, Trice is interesting because you know, last year he led all of college football in pressures with 70. This year, through five games, he only has 13. And yeah. so it's like, okay, well, what's going on? You know, Why is he not affecting the quarterback more? I mean, watching, especially that Jordan uh, Morgan matchup uh, against Arizona, Jordan Morgan has a chance to be a first-round left tackle. Uh, yeah. Trice is still getting home. Maybe he's still making plays. It's just... I, I, I don't know. He's not uh, maybe not getting there as often, but I still see some of the traits that you like. You, you like yeah. the how forceful he is with his hands. You like because he's not an elite speed guy. He, nope. He's not an elite length guy, but yeah. he maximizes what he has, and he's got athletic urgency. Uh, he's not going to be a big athletic tester, but he has athletic urgency, and I think that physicality that he brings, along with that just relentless motor. Uh, it, it's, it, it helps him be productive. It's a really good combination to have for right. a pass rusher. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with my you. Note on, my note on him is that the, Bill Belichick's going to love him. Oh, yeah. In, for in, sure. In like the second round. Like, oh, that yeah. is, this is a Belichick, this is a Patriots guy all the way. Just push that pocket, push that pocket, strong, right. strong, strong, keep working. And yeah, good motor. And that's exactly what you said. He has some strong hands. He flashes and could shed every once in a while, but he's not a twitchy crazy athlete type but yeah he's strong (laughs) that's the best way to describe him Uh, i put him at number 47 in my top 50 um, in august and i and you know he's still right around there i you know i don't know that like if i updated the top 50 tomorrow would he still be in the top 50 maybe maybe not you know he's he's kind of right there in that cusp where you can absolutely justify including him but uh if you don't i don't think it'd be an egregious uh uh miss as well so i i'm can braylon trice get pressure on Bo Nix, and then can Oregon's pass rush get pressure on Michael Penix? That'll be a big part of this game. Yeah. For Oregon, Brandon Dorless, uh, who's kind of that tackle and tweener, right around 280 pounds. Uh, Jordan Birch was a big-time transfer from South Carolina. He was number four in Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Um, a, a lot of hype about him breaking out this year. I mean, he was barely a factor in the first three games. I mean, he... It was hard to even find him, uh, and that—that's not what you want from a guy that's supposed to, you know, be this impact pass rusher and have all these traits. 
But the last two games, he's come on a little bit, and you know he's making progress. So could this be a statement game for Birch, who you know scouts are kind of waiting for it to happen? Uh, can it could, could it be today, or could it be in this game going up against a really good uh, tackle tandem? And that's I mean let, let's just transition to those tackles because this yeah. Uh, Washington, Oregon might have you know, two of the best. Uh, they're two of the the these two programs have two of the best tackle tandems in the entire country. Uh, both left tackle, right tackle for both teams. Now, where Oregon, uh, their left tackle Connerly, he's a true sophomore, uh, but former five star. We'll be talking about him a ton next year, but not not draft eligible right now. Uh, their right tackle Cornelius transfer from well, I think it was Rhode Island, at big time FCS transfer. He's been really good. And then for Washington, left tackle uh, Fontenot. Uh, I think he's going to be a better guard, but he's a potential top 100 pick. And then so is their right tackle, Rosengarten, um, who is, it, it looks sloppy a, a lot of times, but you know he's got quick feet. He makes it happen. Um, these four tackles are all going to play in the league. And so it'll, it's a, be a really good matchup for these defensive ends. See what they can do against these blockers. Do you have uh, off hand, sorry, I always do this to you. Do you have Birch's uh, official measurables? Or do uh, have, I don't I have did. verifieds for him. Um, I think right, he's. I was curious. I was curious if he had, if he had his length. No, I don't. Um, okay. And I think it's because uh, being a transfer, he wasn't there in the spring. Um, Got it. So yeah, I, I, he's one of the one of the few seniors I, I don't have verified measurables for. But he's. Yeah. I mean, he's listed at six six two eighty. I mean, he yeah. looks like a you know how you want a defensive end to look and. Um, according to the freaks list, I mean, he was almost 21 miles per hour, um, uh, on field GPS. Um, the vertical was good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, and, but it, and it's hard to get that type of speed in short areas that pass yeah. rushers, uh, are moving. So, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy that's going to check boxes. It's just, okay, I needed to show up more on the field. Um, so the tape matches the traits and so far, Hasn't really been the case, but like I said, the last mm-hmm. two games he's he's shown more and more of that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm pretty fired up for this game. <laughs> this oh is, my gosh, this is gonna it's going to be a doozy. I, it's going to be yeah. hard to not take too much from it. You know, like right. if one of the quarterbacks is clearly better than the other, or um, you know, one of the receivers, whatever. It's and that's always tougher evaluators because some of these big games, it's easy to weight yes. it a little bit more, and you know, to a certain extent, you should because all these players know all eyes are on these games. It's a big yeah. deal. Um, you know, a lot is at stake, not just you know the Pac-12, but playoff spot, mm-hmm. uh, p- potential national championship run, um, and then, of course, as prospects, you know, where these guys are going to uh, be uh, in the pecking order of, you know, the you know especially wide receivers, which a crowded yeah. position. Uh, there's a lot of underclassmen receivers that'll be in this draft that are competing for wide receiver two, three, four, five. And, you know, it's so it, it could be easy to press and really want to show out on a game that you know there's a lot of eyeballs. So it's um, it, sometimes it could be hard to uh, maybe not wait it too much, but still, I, I think it, it it is fair to maybe take a little bit more from these games than just your regular matchup against uh, you know someone else. But it it, it will be a, a big time matchup for sure. That's uh, it's the end season test when I didn't you know wasn't watching the all the college games during the season the all 22 mm-hmm. and the season am i gonna be watching this game when i'm evaluating this guy it's like yeah this one yeah 
Oh yeah, <laughs> this one, this one, I'm definitely was probably going to make that three, four, five, six games that I watch of each of these yeah. prospects. And, and let's be honest, the Pac-12 doesn't have a ton of great defenses. You know, like that is something that is just it's fact. It, it, it's yeah. great. It, it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So we you, yeah. we have to take the tape that we have and mm-hmm. you know make the most of it. So um, you know the games in Seattle. Um, I believe the Huskies are a field goal favorite. So um, you know, and I'm sure that's strictly. You know, if the game was in Eugene, I, it probably the opposite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- this will be a good one for sure. I actually want to know what the point total is. I think that <laughs> that's actually why I truly want to know. Let's see, Let's see if I can pull it up right away. The uh, no, Six, but I got sixty-seven. There, yeah, sixty-seven. Just a cool sixty-seven. That uh, I think that's they're going to fit right in the Big Ten because that's a Big Ten over under yeah. for a basketball game. Because <laughs> that 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 is a Wisconsin Northwestern right? basketball over under total right there, thirty-seven thirty. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Eyeballs on these games, and I know this next matchup, which is a it's a classic, always. But I always know where the location is based on when it is on the schedule. And we're in October, and this game is happening, so I know it's happening in uh, it's happening in Indiana. So USC Notre Dame, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, a decent quarterback for USC, but there's some other players to talk about uh, in this matchup. So. Where do you want to start with this one? Because this one will have a lot of eyeballs on it. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. curious where your eyeballs will start with Dane uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, when you're evaluating this game. <laughs> it, primetime NBC. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a big one. Um, at Notre Dame's a top 12-ish defense in the country. So uh, this is a big one for Caleb. Um, and yeah. he's coming off a so-so performance against Arizona where, you know, Arizona, credit to them for taking it to USC, should have... Maybe should have won that game. I would have watched um, that game because they they went knuckleball pitcher on them. Yeah. So I really I really want to watch it and see kind of what they did because that was that was interesting. I, the USC offense is just I don't know sloppy. Um, yeah. It just it just doesn't feel in sync right now. Um, and you know that, that that's it's up to the quarterback to fix that. You know to kind of make it right. And so can he do that on the road against a pretty good Notre Dame defense? Um, I, this is going to be a fun one for sure. I mean, Caleb's Caleb, you know, I, yeah, we, we've talked about him at length and he's the favorite for number one overall pick. Although, uh, I mean, like we've said it, it, for me, it's one, a one B with Drake may these is the drum, uh, sorry, is the drum roll starting for, for the, <laughs> is the beats run, the beats are all for Drake may. I would be shocked if they're not just the first two picks. I mean, plain and simple, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's, I'm not even so much interested in like, oh, this guy's definitely better than, may or may's definitely better in williams and like you know making a stand it's just these 
just, just yeah. appreciate these two dudes, how good they are. Um, I, I mean, it's, that's, that's the thing. I, I've been tweeting a bunch of Drake May clips because they they just play these games that not a lot of people are watching. It's not yeah. USC, you know? And and people are like, man, I can't believe you hate Caleb. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I really like Caleb. It's just yeah. that I really, really like May as well. It's like, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. It's like these two are, like you said, it's 1A, 1B. It's just what yes. you prefer. It's it not it's not a tier difference. That but that's what's awesome. Cause I think it's I think they're worth that that praise at this point in time, which I think is really cool. It's one of those years where if you get the second pick uh, and you miss out on Caleb, it's kinda like oh, oh shucks, but uh eh, it's okay. We feel pretty good about uh our the runner up here at who we're yeah. getting. And at the very least, you're getting uh uh, if May were to go one, you're still getting Caleb Williams, so you're feeling yes. pretty good about that. Um, yeah, and that we'll we'll talk more about the draft order as we get a little bit closer, but it's going to yeah. be fascinating with uh, as these teams. I think there's maybe uh eight or seven or eight teams that have one win or fewer, and so and and all eight of them uh would take a quarterback. Um, and so and that that includes the Panthers having the Bears pick and. But it'll be really interesting as we get closer and these win-loss records uh, kind of play out and, you know, who's looking at that number one pick and number two pick. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But back to this game, you know, it's going to be you know, what help does the the talent around Caleb, what kind of help do they give him going up against this defense? Um, you know, what, which receivers stand out, which running backs stand out? And then what can the USC defense do to slow down Sam Hartman, who coming off probably his worst performance of the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, had a couple picks uh, against Louisville, um, you know, just it did not the pass rush was able to get home. Um, you know, the Notre Dame offense just did not look in sync. So what can the USC defense do, if anything, to slow down <laughs> Notre Dame? Um, yeah. So th- this will be a good one in prime time. And it's, I mean, Caleb's been put up on this pedestal. And so it's just, can he live up to that in yep. this, uh, you know, the bright lights of this game? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be a fun one. And also, yeah, that Notre Dame offensive line is a terrible matchup for USC's defense. Oh, yeah. It's because <laughs> they just pound away at him. Um, yeah. They they can pound that rock. Uh, uh, so I, uh, speaking of pound the rock, actually, but uh, Marshawn Lloyd, actually, the running yep. backs in this game, both sides uh, have kind of gotten some little, I would say late risers, but kind of just mm-hmm. they're having their stocks have been ascending a little bit this season. Uh, do Marshawn Lloyd, what are your thoughts thoughts about him? I know he's the rare USC to USC transfer. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina to Southern California. Uh, but what are your thoughts on him? I, I describe him as a simple runner, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but uh, that's my, my one-liner on him. But I want to hear what your thoughts on no, Lloyd are. What, what do you mean by simple? I'm interested just now. Just efficient runner, just mm-hmm. plant and go. Get yeah. north, and and honestly, if he's one on one with the safety, he's not going to try and juke him. <laughs> he's just yes. going to keep running. He's just going to keep running north, <laughs> and, and that's fine. No, I, uh, I think that's that he can have a nice role in the league, but it's just that's what he is. He's a nice, simple runner. Yeah, well, and I, I think he has a good mix of patience and explosiveness. Yep. Um, you know, he is. But he, for a guy that does have some electricity in his feet, he can yeah. break tackles because he will uh, lower his pads. I mean, yes. I the San Jose State. Uh, that tape really stands out as, you know, he was able to create his own yardage. Um, and so, yeah, what kind of help does he give uh, in this game? I mean, we saw in the Colorado game, that was that first touchdown. He No business scoring that touchdown, but with his athleticism, he was able to make it happen. So, and I think he can also help yeah. out um, in, in the screen game um, and, you know, be a guy that can catch passes that's, out of the backfield. That's what I was going to say. Screens, I, I really like him because, yeah, yeah, that northness of his game. And, like, he just gets the ball and goes and has a, he just has a feel like, his best runs to me, and usually when you talk about a guy that gets north is a zone runner, 
mm-hmm. is actually the counter runs when they have pullers because right, right. counter hits a gap in the middle and then goes outside. And because of his running style, and like you said, he temples it, he just goes one Mississippi and then he just goes and mm-hmm. it, it works. I really like it. It's just, I, I don't mean this as a disguise. I mean, this as a compliment. I, I like simple runners because it's just like, you know, he's going to get everything that's going to, that's blocked for him and sometimes more. So um, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is but, such uh, an interesting running back class because there is not like, who's the, who's the top running back this year? Like it, there I is no not, idea. I mean, I, I really thought we could see a Donovan Edwards uh, climb. I mean, he was my top-ranked running back in my top 50. He, We just haven't seen it from him. He, he's been just kind of fine. He's been okay, but he hasn't been impressive. Um, I mean, Blake Corum coming back from that knee injury has been good, but I wouldn't call him exceptional based on what right. he's done this year. I still really like Blake Corum. I, I do, and but, I still really like Donovan Edwards. Look as um, like a, a but yeah, we, we, guy, especially as these to. seniors. Yeah, well, and Trey Benson, whew, did he have a game on Saturday? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Two hundred yards. Uh, he averaged eighteen yards a carry, so not bad uh, against Virginia Tech. <laughs> Jonathan Brooks from Texas has been a nice uh, kind of filling. You, you weren't for, sure, for, right? You can't replace Bijan, but yeah. Brooks stepping in has been awesome. I think he's been Jonathan Brooks has been one of the best running backs that I've scouted so far in, in this class. Um, he he's he's up there for sure. But all this to say that um, a, a guy like Lloyd has really helped himself. Uh, yeah. Barry, based on what we thought in the preseason until now. Same thing with like a Ray Davis at Kentucky, who's been awesome. I think with what Davis has done, he's I, he should be a top five senior running back in this class. Um, Lloyd, he's been moving up. So yeah, it's uh, what can you do against a a tough Notre Dame defense that. They're going to be keying in on Caleb, and so can the run game. Can you take advantage of Notre Dame's defense in that way? Do you have any uh, – uh, yeah, and, and like Braylon Allen is probably like, you know, Wisconsin bias. But it's like – but it does seem like some of these backs to me are a lot of, I really like this guy with another back. Mm-hmm, like he's right. a he's the 40% of a 60-40 split, or this guy's the 60% of a 60-40 split. That's just kind of how I viewed him so far. And so like true, maybe that one bell cow, maybe not this class, but I think there's a lot of fine guys that, are, uh, that could be part of like a good group. Um, right. Speaking of which, the Notre Dame running back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> estimate. <laughs> estimate. Yeah, not estimate. Audric Estimate. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on Estimate? Because – Mel Kuyper has him as his running back one, which uh, 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 threw me for a loop because uh, really? I was like, am I missing something? Wow. Yeah, huh. uh, I believe unless I misread, misread his little chart there. But yeah, that's his running back one as a as of uh, last week. So uh, do you have well, any thoughts on Estime? <laughs> I mean, I get it. Estime is fun. I mean, he is a square his pass to the line of scrimmage, yes. get downhill. <laughs> And, but he also has speed. You know, we've saw it uh, on the speed. NC State tape. We see it on uh, because he once he gets in the open field. Yeah, right. Yep. He can uh, he, he can if there's any type of gap between him and pursuit, he can make it even bigger because uh, he has that breakaway speed. So um, I, I you know watching the Ohio State tape, you can see vision. You see lateral quickness. Uh, that final touchdown against Duke uh, in the final minute uh, where he was able to. They're just trying to you know wind out the clock, maybe kick a field goal. He scores a touchdown uh, yeah. because of that vision, that lateral quickness. So um, I, I mean, Estime has absolutely helped himself. I mean, again, with these underclassmen running backs, because Estime is a uh, a junior. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he he's helped himself as much as anybody. I mean, he's again. I mentioned Jonathan Brooks, Estime for sure. Um, you know, we haven't seen a ton of Raheem Sanders from Arkansas this year. Same thing yeah. with Travion Henderson. Uh, from Ohio State, who uh, didn't play against Maryland, I was, I was bummed about that. Um, so yeah, these underclassmen running backs. There's a bunch of these guys in the mix that, I, like, if you, 
ask any team what their one, two, three is at running back, I, you're going to get wildly different answers. Oh, so, yeah. um, hey, I'm all for a guy like Estime if, you know, someone ranks them that high. I mean, it's, I think it, that sums up what this running back class is. There, there is not a clear cut, uh, you know, one, two, three, or even like one guy that he has to be in your top two or three backs. Like, I can understand why you might, prefer some of these other guys and, and someone we didn't mention with that washington uh oregon matchup with bucky irving uh from oregon oh, yeah. i like quite a bit so i mean undersized under 200 pounds but he can go i mean he, he if, with the ball in his hands he's a lot of fun so yeah th- these running back class uh especially the underclassmen which a lot of these guys are going to come out we know that's the nature of the position it's going to be crowded it's going to be jumbled it's we're going to have a lot of varying opinions and so should be mm-hmm. a lot of fun as we uh, kind of go through the process yeah, big time eye of the beholder. It's yeah. um, and, and what anybody, you want. And, and running backs that. do different I, things. I love when there's right? I mean, that's why I actually estimate offer something really different fun. than. Yeah, I, so you know, it, it'll it'll be really interesting to see uh, how different teams value these guys based off of scheme and what exactly they're looking for. Yeah, estimate is. I, I bet you he's very smart because why I say that is because sometimes he's trying to make the perfect cut. And I want to just say, just plant your foot and go. Because mm. when he does plant his foot and go and does use his vision, it's great because he's big and can run. Uh, so I, th- it's one of those guys I want to keep an eye on because maybe he has more confidence. He's like, oh, I am a guy. Right. Like sometimes, sometimes those guys need that. Like, okay, all right. I remember coach said, okay, we look for the linebacker. So I might have to, I might have to bounce this. It's like, no, just go, just go, just hit it, just hit the A gap, hit the B gap, yep. whatever it is. But yeah, I know I, I saw that, saw him high up there. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a new name up there uh, on some top of the list. Uh, yeah. Any other, uh, any other guys in this game that stood out? I know we've mo- mainly focused on offense, other than Zachariah Branch. Um, any other guys that maybe step, stand out in USC, Notre Dame? Uh, I mean, well, the tackles for Notre Dame, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, Joe Alt. Um, I mean, he's he's impressed me so much. I mean, so Joe Alt was good last year, but yeah. this year he just he's it just everything looks more together and more. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he just he he he's played to his hype. Like I thought he was yeah, getting a he really has this year. He was and, maybe a little Notre Dame bump. The body and control. Ha- this year he's this year he's actually playing to it, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. I know I hundred percent agree. I mean, I think he is um he's not quite I don't think he's past Olu uh no. for O T one, but I think he's firmly when you think about what you want a top ten pick, um I Joe Walt's in there. I mean, he yeah. is he, he he checks a lot of those boxes. Um for Notre Dame on their defensive line, I've been really impressed with Javante Jean Baptiste, Ohio State transfer. Who, yeah, um, you know he, you know he transferred from Ohio State just to get more reps, and he's already played more snaps this year than he did all of last year uh, as part of that kind of rotation that they were doing uh, with the Buckeyes with JTT and Jack Sawyer. So uh, that defensive line for Notre Dame is interesting with him, and then Howard Cross, who played unbelievable against Duke. Um, not so much against Louisville. What does he have uh, for USC's offensive line, which USC's offensive line has played fairly well this year, but I, I think Notre Dame will give them more of a test than some of these mm-hmm. other teams they've played. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10 
$10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Any other uh, college football matchups you're watching this weekend? I mean, we got Miami, North Carolina as a ranked matchup, UCLA, Oregon State. Uh, any other just interesting prospects of note? Any risers? What do you, what, what's Dane watching? We do, we do win my four screen with Robert. What's win my one screen with Dane? What, what do we have for you <laughs> when you put it on your analyst hat for this weekend? Uh, let me pull up the schedule here because this is, uh, there, there are some good games. I mean, I think yeah. that, uh, um, Syracuse, Florida State. Want to uh, definitely want to check in on that. Want to see how uh, that offense is moving. Trey Benson and those receivers. Yeah. Um, you know that'll be good. Um, Arkansas at Alabama. Um, Alabama seems to be hitting their stride a little bit, which is uh, good to see. And so, um, you know, just to see, especially the on defense, Dallas Turner. He leads the nation right now in pressures. Um, so he's going up against an Arkansas offensive line that has played up and down, but they, if they play to their talent, they can be pretty good. So Dallas Turner, see how he does uh, against that Arkansas, uh, offensive line and KJ Jefferson, a quarterback, um, Auburn at LSU. Uh, I mean, LSU, the way they score points, it's, uh, yeah. I, Jaden Daniels has been a ton of fun to watch this year. Um, he has, I, man. I, I, I liked him at Arizona state. Um, but I don't know how seriously you know we're taking him as a top 100 type of prospect but he goes to LSU looks better last year and then he's taken another sizable jump this year uh, he already has more passing touchdowns this year than he did all of last year or any other year of his career um he leads FBS in total yards per game because he's so good with his legs now yeah He's going to get himself killed out there because he's, you know, he's got some giant Knoxville in his game. He oh, does. Man. He's 205 <laughs> pounds soaking wet. I mean, he is a lean, lean guy. Yeah. Um, but the way that he plays and some of the, you know, they love that slot fade. They love post routes. He is the best downfield thrower uh, in college football. He's like 20 of 29 on throws of 20 plus. Um, and of those 20 completions, 13 were touchdowns. 
So no quarterback <laughs> in college football has more touchdowns of 20-plus yards than Jaden Daniels. Uh, he's at 13, and then Caleb Williams is next at like 10. So yeah. um, you know the way Jaden Daniels has been playing, he is right there in that mix with um, Bo Nix and you know, maybe a few other names to be that first senior quarterback drafted. I've been, been really impressed with Jaden Daniels. No, I agree. He's been uh, our, my friend, our friend, probably maybe Seth Galina, a uh, big LSU fan. He just always praises Daniels every week. He tries to hit me up about him. He's like Heisman Daniels. So yeah, no, but he actually has. <laughs> I uh, got to watch him a couple of years ago when he was at Arizona State and uh, they played Wisconsin in the Vegas Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and then that which was very nice, and then, and then a COVID breakout happened, and then <laughs> right, right. it's like no one could go to the game. Uh, but it was, uh, but no, uh, I've seen him there some plenty of times at ASU. I, I agree with you, I liked him, and I agree with you that he has really improved. And just it's fun watching him air it out. He's got some, he's got some big game hunter to him. Yes, so, like, you that that 20 plus year air yard stat is perfect because that's exactly it. He's going to take those chances as a runner and as a thrower. And those guys are fun. I, I like that. I love guys that are willing to push the ball. It's like, I'd much rather have that than the guys that are just, you know, eking down and only throw one or two of those at a time. Like, it's better to rein those guys back in. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great shout right there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, for me, the Miami-North Carolina game, because I just want to watch both quarterbacks, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that Miami safety that you talked about. Uh, Kitchens. Uh, Kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to worry about taking a knee, but it's not his fault. Like, he's <laughs> – he's he's but he's he's something. He, he, he That was a good tout by you because he's been really fun to watch when uh, I've been checking them out. But uh, it's it's great. Any Anything else that you want to – cap the show off with this is uh i think this was great kind of keeping an eyeball i love as these guys are ascending and maybe even descending and just keeping an eye on their stock throughout the year but anything yeah. you want to cap the well, show off with one, one more guy to keep an eye on sticking with the pac-12 and these quarterbacks uh cameron ward had oh, a yeah. really bad performance again last week against ucla uh he looked like the 2022 cam ward you know the guy That's that just tech yeah technique fell apart his two interceptions in that game might be the two worst interceptions I'll see on tape all year. Um, and that's I haven't watched it, so I want to hear. Um, yeah. what, what were they? Uh, they they were they and they were where the defenders just staring right at him, and he's just like, "Here, you can have it." Uh, I guess I'm done on this drive. Here you go. Um, but he was he was so good the beginning of the year, the first yeah. what four games where it's like, okay, he's taking that next step. He's playing more controlled, more with more confidence, and it's like, okay, that's exactly what you want to see from this guy. But when UCLA heated up the pocket, you know they were bringing that juice with Latu and uh, the Murphy twins. I actually, I the the Murphy twins, they're really interesting. Come from North Texas, transferred to UCLA. These guys are they're kind of in like that Bryce Huff mold where they're they don't have length. Uh, you worry about them versus the run, but man, they have some juice to win off the corner or win around the corner or shoot gaps. Uh, you know, they can be a pretty interesting part of a front seven. So, uh, you know, Grayson Murphy, keep an eye on number 11, number 12 for UCLA and that defense, UCLA, they, they play at Oregon state this week. So, uh, going up against that offense, they have some pretty good offensive linemen on that team. That'll be good to watch. But then also again, Cameron Ward, Arizona at Washington state. How does Cam Ward respond after such a just disappointing performance against UCLA? No, that's it's very important because that's exactly – you want to see consistency. More than anything, that's what it is. It's consistent process and not reverting to bad mistakes. That's, yeah. 
I've told that story a million times, but it's the it's the Tebow thing. Oh, he fixed his throwing motion. He fixed his throwing motion. <laughs> then he gets heated up, and there it yes, is. That that exactly. falls down to his ankles. Um, it's really nice of those UCLA twins to wear like thing one and thing two. You mm-hmm. know, eleven and twelve. <laughs> that really helps out everybody figuring that one out. Uh, no, that's a that's a good tell. I'll check them out. Um, but that, I think that'll do it for this show. That that's it yeah. for prospects of pros. I think that's a very very fun one. Season keeps roaring on. We'll be here every single Wednesday to. Talk about prospects, talk about pros. Me, this is Nate Tice again with my co-host Dane Brugler. Thank you guys for checking this out. See you guys next time. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast.